When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the hump day edition of the Donna and Steve Experience. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Holly Roberts for Hour One. Uh, Steve having a little difficulty um, from home, but we're going to fix that in a moment. But in the meantime, I will tell you that uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame official inductees have been announced. Um, We've got, oh, let's see. First of all, the ceremony takes place in November in Brooklyn, New York. And the foundation has announced its 2023 inductees, which include Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott. That's awesome. I, that was unexpected. Uh, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, and the Spinners in the performer category. I was really rooting for the Spinners because we had done a rundown and we're listening to all the potential inductees and when you hear all the spinners music you can't help but go oh my gosh of course they need to be uh inducted and this is a good year for willie nelson he just turned 90 and he's being inducted and it just seems that maybe they changed the rules along the way because of course willie nelson should have been inducted a long time ago had they you know not just kind of opened it up to uh not just rock quote unquote, but uh, musicians in yeah. general. Yeah, if they made it more just pop music oriented. Yeah, it's like yeah. the music hall of fame. Well, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. That, I wonder if he'll show up to the actual ceremony. I don't know. Because, you know, guy's 90. Right. He's 90 years old. Maybe right. people get tired. I'm tired. I'm tired too, Donna. <laughs> and I'm wearing compression socks. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Willie Nelson just had a two-day weekend spectacular right. at the Hollywood Bowl celebrating himself. Oh, my God. That looked like an amazing bash, oh. by the way. Uh, but, yeah. So, I, it's uh, kind of neat to see Cheryl Crow get recognized at this point in her career. So, that's really cool. Uh, Missy Elliott, I mean, again, talking about opening it up to more people. So that's very, very cool. Very exciting. I do feel really old, though, that Missy Elliott is eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know. I know. I mean, that, that I know. it causes existential crises because it only has to be 25 years, you know, as, right. since your first release. And then you become Rock and Roll Hall of Fame eligible. Right. Oh. Right. I wonder, do we know if anyone got quote-unquote snubbed 
Uh, anybody who was supposed to, you know, usually they come out with the list. Um, let's see. I feel like this year everyone's pretty happy. You know, I would I would think if Kate Bush wasn't well, inducted this year, that would have been a snub. But about, she she made it. Okay, that's good. Um, okay, how about Cindy Lauper? I think she was one of the nominees. Soundgarden. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Iron Maiden. Oh, that's a yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got time. I think. Oh, they totally have time. I think that's a respectable list. Yeah. Yeah, last year's inductees, by the way, in the performer category included Lionel Richie, love. Yes. Duran Duran, love. love. Coming to the State Fair. Yeah. Uh, Pat Benatar, Eminem, Eurythmics, and Carly Simon. All so. worthy performers. Absolutely. Um, how's Steve doing? Well, we're we're trying to get him through. We're standing by with him. Oh, Steve. Yeah, we're doing some plan B's here. It's okay. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff coming up today. We've got the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Woo-hoo! That's at 1030. How you doing on that, Donna? What's your um, total victory tally? I think we're like 46, 46. Oh, dang. I think we're tied again. Um, and then we have a really fun game, Holly. I don't know if you've heard us play this one. But it's called Whose Voice Is It Anyway? I have not. When do you play that? We play that at 1130 on Wednesdays. And Mike comes in with, um, it's kind of played in the vein of Name That Tune. We get a couple of hints on who the uh, voice might be. And then we start bidding. I can name that voice in 10 seconds. I can name that voice in seven seconds. So how are you doing on that one? Pretty good. I think I'm doing okay on that one. In that one, I'm not. I'm not so bad. Part of the reason is there's not a timer on that one. Oh, okay. So timers always scare me a lot. So there is that. We've got lots of stuff to talk about today. Ed Sheeran talking about he's going to quit music if he says it's the end of his career, if he loses his copyright uh, infringement case. Oof, that that one is tough. Yeah. Because he was in court last week, right, Donna? Yeah. And he testified on the stand and he played his guitar illustrating the difference between his song and Marvin Gaye's song, Let's Correct. Get It On. What is the deal with everyone allegedly, supposedly ripping off Marvin Gaye music? I do not know. Oh my goodness. I feel like, I feel like somebody bought the rights, a production company of some sort had bought the rights to his music. And so now they're, you know, trying to throw their weight around and go, oh, that oh, sounds sure. like a Marvin Gaye song. Oh, yeah. They're crossing their T's and dotting their lowercase J's. And they're like, we got a lawsuit on our hand. Look who has shown up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hey there. Oh, hey, Steve. How are you? I'm doing great. Listening in. Lots to say. First time, long time. Um, <laughs> let me begin. Okay. Let me begin with uh, the Ed Sheeran thing. I think... And I can say this as a man who has often spoken out of emotion before. I think, I don't think he's going to walk away from music, even if he loses this copyright infringement case. I think he's saying that now. He would end up feeling like he has an onus to, you know, that it would be a worse crime for him to quit for his fans, for the sake of the art and all that. But it sounds like what, what I learned from that was he is clearly emotional about this. This is not just some other case. You know, we've made fun of Ed Sheeran before in the past about different people saying, hey, that was kind of my song. That was my song. He seems to be taking this one very differently. I was even surprised, Donna, to find out that he was showing up. I just thought he would send a representative 
And he's like in the courtroom. Oh no, he's mad as them. hell, and he's not gonna take it anymore. He that's um, really that's really what it feels like, which is I don't know, I guess kind of surprising for me. But clearly, and it he's he's got a bone to pick with them. They're picking the bone with him first. But I don't like that it's just some company that owns part of a song that mm-hmm. the co-writer had. It it feels like a money grab. It doesn't feel like you have emotional members of the Marvin Gaye family saying this song meant so much to my dad. You know, it, it doesn't feel like that. But you know, when you bring up that point, well, a lot of these legacy artists have been selling the rights to their music outright to these right. big companies. They're cashing in. So it'll be very interesting moving forward to see if these big companies that now own the rights to music uh, like Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. if they're going to be litigious mm-hmm. and they're going to go after people for doing allegedly what Ed Sheeran did. Well, if that's their motive, I feel sorry for them. You know, like, oh, now you're just going to go suing people. Come on. And Ed, we'll we'll uh, talk more about him coming up at 10. Like I said, we've got some uh, some audio that we can listen to and then hear more about what he had to say. So, oh, what okay. a journey. What a journey. Indeed. What a journey. Hey, Steve, how you Always feeling? A journey. You know, I was feeling a little better yesterday afternoon. And now I feel a little not as better. Not as like better. a sinusy thing. I'm refusing to believe that this is a, a another sinus infection. I've only had it for a few days, but once you've had sinus infections, you start to fast track your symptoms, and you're like, okay, I know what this is going to be. So I, I was describing it to you yesterday. It felt like, uh, you know, the, the the sensation when you get water up your nose. Yeah. And when you're swimming, similar to that, it's kind of like a burny thing and then pain behind my left eye only my left eye not my right eye hmm. only my left eye hmm. what do you think about that i think we're gonna start calling you left eye patterson mm-hmm. yeah that's <laughs> I what love i love it uh, we're gonna no, web no, MD that. To that. <laughs> yeah donna how are you feeling you've got a big trip so you need to stay healthy because you're you're like going out on the town i'm good I'm I'm good. I've been doing elderberry, um, airborne, vitamin C, all the things. So I'm trying to stay on yeah. top of that. So thank you I'm for asking. I'm thinking like a big dog right now. So I'm I'm doing my best here. I got that. I got out. zinc. I just had like a smoothie of kale and celery, lemon, orange. Oh yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. hey, when we come back, you want to play a little game? Oh, I'd love to okay. already. Yeah, it's just, you know, everyone could play along at home. The top 20 actors with the biggest box office appeal. It'll be fun. You guess who number two is, maybe. We'll we'll run down the list. Tell me who you think is on the list, and we'll get to that when we come right back on my talk. Friends, hey, what's up? It's Steve for my buddies over at Origin Meals. You've been hearing me tell you about them for the past few days. So let me kind of break it down and explain how this works. The, The whole name of the game here is to save time and eat better. Don't spend your beautiful spring and summer nights in the kitchen. What's the deal with that? Plus, you can get fresh, never frozen food delivered right to your front door. They've got a seamless system. We've done this. It's easy and you will love it. And by the way, they're delicious as well, healthy. They got paleo options, keto options, all the things. So uh, this is how it works. You start by setting up an account. You create a meal profile. How many meals do you want a week? Which, Which diet would you like to follow along? Any personalizations? Then after you create that account, you can pick the individual meals each week from their rotating menu, meals made from scratch, or if you want them to choose default for you, they can do that as well. And then those meals deliver fresh, never frozen to your 
door. It's really simple. You will love it. Hey, mention you're a my talker when you order at OriginMeals.com. You'll save thirty percent. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh boy. I found a list. Let's make a list. Of the 20 actors with the biggest box office appeal. And this shouldn't be too hard to figure out, right? It's from Mental Floss. I ask a clarifying question. Are these, are these male actors? Sometimes uh, we... Nope. Both. Okay. Actors, actresses, everybody. Okay. Male, female. This is uh, coming from the National Research Group. They did a nationwide survey of people from 12 to 74 to see which actors have the most appeal to them. Okay. So not necessarily based on box office success, but how respondents feel about said people. Right. Their appeal. Okay. So I'm going to then, I'm going to start with Tom Hanks. Let's get him out of the way right here, right now. Number three on the list. Very good. Um, let me see. I'm going to go with Dwayne the Rocketh Johnson. Number two. Number two. Oh, look at that. I, I honestly didn't have him that high on the list. I mean, he's a pleasant man. <laughs> but I, I Thank you. you know, when it comes to movie appeal, eh, he hasn't appeal. done any great movies. Well, they're not great, but they're successful. Right. There you go. <laughs> good point. May I receive a hint for the number one? Um, yes. This person was in a movie we saw together recently. Timothy Cruz. You got it. Oh, ding, ding. Still number one. Wow. wow. That's that's a little surprising to me, too, just considering all the bad press. Yeah, the, the I guess people Surrounding can separate, Scientology. though. Surrounding Yeah, I guess so. People can separate. Let, let me interrupt So listen, your list so far you've moment. gotten the top three. That's top impressive. Three, pretty good. Let me just do a quick Tom Cruise thing here. I uh, also watched from James Corden's final week, which was last week. Right. He did a bit with Tom Cruise, and I watched that whole thing. It was like uh, maybe 11 or 12 minutes. What was the bit? And it was kind of fun because Tom Cruise has done some stunts with James Corden in the past. He's flown a plane that James Corden is in the back of. You know, he's done these stunts. And so James Corden turned it around and said, hey, I've agreed to do stuff with you. Now I'm in control. And so you are going to do what I'm good at, which is theater. So the two of them appeared in a Los Angeles production of The Lion King stage version. Hmm. What do you, why do you look so skeptical at that? What what's, do you mean a Los Angeles? Like, did they sell tickets? Well, no, it was like the, the touring version of it. So it wasn't on New, Broadway on New York. It was in L.A. Got the it. Lion King was there. And then they... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Came out, they were like a rhino at the beginning. They made up the front and back of a rhinoceros during the, ah, it's okay, nah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then later they were Timon and Pumbaa, who are two funny characters who come in midway through okay. when grown-up Simba has run away from home and now he needs some friends. <gasps> Hakuna Spoiler Matata. alert! Dada! His dad dies. So then, Donna. oh, God! They're doing Spoiler. Hakuna Matata, Tom Cruise and James Corden. It was pretty funny. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. You know, he also wasn't it Rosie O'Donnell's last show that he appeared on as well. Tom Cruise. He was mowing the lawn with his shirt off. Well, that would make sense because remember Rosie O'Donnell made that whole years long bit cutie patootie. Yep, she had a huge crush on him. Hard crushing on Tom Cruise. Yeah, totally. And then he showed up. Anyway, uh, those are the top three. Would you like to guess some more, or would. would you like me just to tell you what they are? No, I want to guess. Everything's more fun as a guessing game. Denzel Washington. You got it. Number five. George Clooney. Ooh, let's see. Where's the Clooney? Number 16. See, no, I would have put Clooney above the rock. That's just me. That makes sense. I wasn't part of the survey, so that's fine. Meryl Streep. I don't think so. Nope. Meryl? Sexist. Um, Are there there women on the list? There are women on the list. Yeah, but just a few. And you're telling me that there's someone above... Someone above? Like, Meryl, Meryl Streep Street might be a great actress, but she Meryl? maybe doesn't have the same appeal, the same celebrity appeal. Getting butts and seats. Right. All right, how about Nicole Kidman? Not a bad guess. That is... got big money, big money. Big, big money. money. Yeah. Woo, not on the list. Come on. All right, hang on a minute. Hang on. I'm going to get a woman here. That I mean, those two should have been on the list. Um, let me say... Viola Davis. Nope. Top 20 actors with the biggest box office appeal, if you're just joining us. That's what All right. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Not on the list. Mm. All right. Okay. Hang on a second. You're here. just focusing I on would... the women now, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Tell I will tell you I'm, there's I'm one, determined. two. I got one. Three. She comes together with Clooney. It's Julia Roberts. Yes. Number five. I'm sorry, number six. Number six. Big money. Yeah, there you go. All right. Play, play. Play, yeah. Oh, play. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's go with that. Now I feel like that episode of Billy on the Street when he says, name a woman. And they're like, "Uh, uh, (laughs) name a woman. And they can't. Oh, geez. I think one of the names on this list is a person. mm, I've just given you a hint, Steve. Now, I think that she is a world-recognized celebrity. She has made some movies in the past couple of years, but I think that her mm, movie stardom has been a little bit on the down low. That's a good hint. Mm-hmm. She's she's a an actor, a director, mm-hmm. a humanitarian, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. An ex-wife. Yes, and her latest project that she just signed on to, she is teaming up with another female superstar. Angelina Jolie. Yes! I mean, you spelled it. Don't clap for me too hard there, ladies. You really spoon-fed that to me. All right, now come up with the other one. Uh, I'll give you uh, 
15 seconds. It is someone who is mostly known for her comedic work. Okay, Melissa McCarthy. No, I knew you were going to go there. Um, Tina Fey. Lives in Texas. Joanna Gaines. (laughs) It's Sandra Bullock. She's number 12 on the list. I believe she lives in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to give you some hints that wouldn't hand it to you. Will Smith, Leo, Johnny Depp, Kevin Hart, Keanu, Ryan Reynolds, Adam Sandler, Harrison Ford, Robert Downey Jr., Morgan Freeman, Chris Hemsworth. There you go. Thank you. Hey, guys. This is so fun. Aquarius Home Services three-day customer appreciation open house is back Friday, May 5th through Saturday, May 7th. I'm telling you, it's a huge blowout sale. Deals on Connecticut water treatment systems up to 30% off. New heating and cooling systems up to 25% off. Oh, and bring your water sample from your home or cabin for a free water analysis. Oh, yeah. Free pig roast. Come on. Little Canada at 694 and 35E. Details at AquariusHomeServices.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Hump Day edition of the Donna and Steve Experience. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Sort of emails are coming in. A lot of uh, compliments. Oh, yeah. On the first 30 minutes of the show. Oh, that Steve Patterson. He is something else. Oh, gosh. Specific about me. Oh, yeah. That's uh, nice. You know, the huge. Steve is great. <laughs> You know, stupid Daniel the Painter who who DM me last night and was like, "How's my sinus infection, buddy, doing?" Like he put it out into the universe, man. Oh, like he made it happen. He manifested like, it. Pre-diagnosis, bro. Like I don't have that yet, but then he said it, and then he was like, "Here's what I feel first when I know I'm getting a sinus infection." He's been dealing with the sinus infection for three weeks, hmm. but then he had to put that juju on me. I'm sorry, Steve. I don't know. You, I'll be fine, Donna. You're a warrior. I don't know how you do it. Anyway. Right, thank you, Donna. All right, on a serious note, uh, Jamie Foxx is still hospitalized after suffering what is just being called a medical emergency. And now another project is filming without him. He um, beat Shazam. He was co-hosting with his daughter, Corinne. And it has started filming its new season, but has found another host to replace Jamie Foxx. Corinne's not going to be a part of the new season either. She's staying by her father's side. We're, you know, in an Atlanta hospital where he remains. Um, but I guess sources are saying they're begging for prayers for Jamie. Yeah, TMZ says um, while his exact condition remains secret... Tightly guarded and, and very effectively guarded by his family. Yeah. TMZ says, we've spoken with sources close to Jamie who echo the same plea, pray for Jamie. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure. I, I mean, nobody is, nobody's sure. And it doesn't make any sense uh, to speculate as to what it might be. But if someone's been in the hospital that long without getting an update... It's, I think, natural reaction for his fans to worry. Right, right, for sure. So prayers for Jamie Foxx. He, by the way, was hospitalized in mid-April when he suffered that medical complication. Um, So this was while he was filming that movie back in action with Cameron Diaz. It wasn't on the set, but it was during the time of the filming. So they've, uh, they paused 
and resumed days later with a body double for Jamie. And at the time, they were saying that he was steadily improving. So just praying that we get some good news in that area. Yeah, boy, I hope so. Goodness gracious. Um, Meanwhile, other medical news. uh, Jeff Bridges, who, speaking of beloved Hollywood actors like Jamie Foxx is, Jeff Bridges... Everybody just feels, it feels like you see him and you kind of feel warm inside, right? Mm-hmm. He's so Californian, too. Like, when I think oh, of yeah. Jeff Bridges. You think of the dude yeah. from The Big Lebowski. Yeah, and it, he kind of, like, even on the red carpet, kind of talks like a hippie, you know, like, hey, man. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's just pleasant and lovely. Yeah. He's had a hard uh, well, time. Well, anyway, he battled cancer. Yes. He battled COVID yes. at the same time as battling cancer. Which is not normally a good recipe. Uh, he came through it, though. Yes, And he, did. he says, as I guess only you would expect Jeff Bridges to say this, he says, it just heightened the experience of most of my philosophies in life. And it all gets down to that corny L word love. That seems to be what's running my ship and going through these tough times. It kind of exacerbated all of that philosophy of love. And he went on to say, when you get close to losing something like that, your gratitude and your thankfulness for what you have, the people that you love, and the love that you feel for your loved ones Mm. grows. It just magnifies it, man. He didn't say man. (laughs) But I just felt... But it's a good reminder, isn't it? Like, again, perspective. Perspective. Like, just... Don't sweat the small stuff. Dot, dot, dot. It's all small stuff. Remember the book that we almost read until we found out that technically it's like a form of copyright infringement? We were going to read a chapter of the book. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff. We were like two days into it feeling great because they're short little chapters. And it's a that book really impacted me because it is just little bits, bite-sized bits of profound, practical wisdom for living better. And... We thought, this is smart. And then I was thinking in my head, what other books could we do this with? This <laughs> and then our boss, until our boss got involved and she was like, um, we're not going to have you reading word for word excerpts from someone's book. Yeah, what is this? That, we're turning into audible.com? Right? The, well, apparently that's what legal was concerned about. <laughs> The freaking legal department always just ruining the fun, you know? Crossing the T's and dotting the lowercase J's. Yep. Yeah, and then they apply the pressure to our boss, and then our boss has to cancel our segments. Oh! Um, Have you guys seen the Jeff Bridges COVID PSA? Yes. So good. He's like such a natural. He's uh, talking about the antibodies. Mm Mm-hmm. And how important it is. Yeah, he's very good at delivering that message for sure. He's good at delivering any message too. You would, if you think of Hollywood icons, like, hey, we need you to communicate something, and we we need the audience to buy in. Mm-hmm. We need them to to trust you, to not have any sort of biases against you, no matter the message that you're talking about. You'd listen to Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd just be like, okay, what do you got? And very recognizable voice, by the way. We've got our game coming up at 1130 today, and I thought, yeah, I would be able to tell that one. 
I do your Jeff Bridges. You hardly do it anymore. <laughs> oh, Donna, you've got a Jeff Bridges impression? A very good, a very good Jeff Bridges. Steve loves to do this to me. <laughs> I, let me do my Martha Washington. Yeah. George, put the axe down. Thank and you. That's good. Sounded just like the recording, Donna. If, Thank you. If you knew Martha. <laughs> well, isn't that something no one ever knew? We could never play Whose Voice Is It Anyway with George Washington. I don't think we have an audible <laughs> recording of Lincoln, or do we? No. No, I don't believe so. Mm-mm. Okay. Not so yet. we just trust Not Daniel Day-Lewis. That's right. <laughs> anyway, huh. um, Kevin Costner's wife of 18 years has filed for divorce. This is very sad. This was surprising to He's see. He's got some stuff going on. Hmm. And I think, oh, listen to the statement. I have to read you this statement because it sounds like he didn't want this divorce. This state, there's a particular line in the statement, right? That raises your eyebrows. Would you like to read it? Uh, let me see if I remember it from, from memory here. It says, uh, due to circumstances beyond his control mm-hmm. that have transpired, which have resulted in Mr. Costner having to participate in a dissolution of marriage action. It's almost like he's saying something without saying something. Do you know what I mean? Yes circumstances beyond his control, which means she did something. That's how it reads. Well, but look, can we read it again? It is with great sadness that circumstances beyond his control have transpired, which have resulted in Mr. Costner having to participate Mm -hmm. in a delusion of marriage. I don't know. But she's the one who asked for divorce. I like that you said delusion of marriage. Oh, well, I mean, look, sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes it is a little delusional. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's basically saying she did something. And that she's the one. But then he probably did something, too, because she doesn't want to be married to him anymore. I don't know. There's many possibilities with zero information. Correct. So, R.I.P. to that marriage. Yeah, I just love how crafty they get with, with the the statements. It, it all started with Gwyneth, conscious uncoupling. And she didn't even come up with that term. Yeah, it was like a therapist. Oh, could we sue her? <laughs> I don't oh, think boy. so, unless it was ours. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I mean, mm, it basically doesn't sound amicable. The end. Bye. Yeah, which is sad. I remember just a few months ago... When uh, Kevin Costner, I believe it was the Screen Actors Guild Awards, was it the SAG oh, Awards yeah, and he that he go. wasn't able to get down to due to mudslides and stuff like Correct. that? Correct. And uh, and it just seemed like a very family sort of like, hey, so we're all back here, we're watching it, and Christine got balloons, and we're having a good time, and I don't know. When I find out that couples separate or divorce, it rattles my cage for a few days. For a few days? Yeah. <laughs> Well, like particularly if you if you if you know the people, uh, if you but it like in, in celebrity circumstances, sometimes we feel like, oh, yeah, like I know that couple they're getting they're getting they're separated or they're they're getting divorced. But we what? They I were just, just saw them they and they were said, holding hands. You got their yeah. like parasocial relationship with them. I mean, look, who would be the most dev- uh, devastating uh, celebrity couple? If you heard that they were separating, you would just be like, oh, I got to take a breathe. Goldie Hawn. Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson. Mm, I would say Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. 
That's a great question, Holly. Yeah. Who I you, like that who question. Who would you be grieving? What celebrity couple, if they broke up, you would just be like, oof. I'd like to add Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Oh, Ooh, that's nice. Good one, I, that's good, good one. I saw Blake Lively, some some old tape that was floating around. I don't know I don't know when it was from. Let's say within the last couple of years. It could have been last month. I don't know. And she was talking about Ryan Reynolds at this gala. And she she was essentially saying, if you think he's great on screen. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You should see him off screen. You should, you should hmm. see how much energy he puts into being a dad to our kids, how much energy he puts into being a husband to me. Uh, just, it was like, oh, that was a, it was really lovely. It was really lovely. So, so now having seen that, that would upset me. Okay. How about Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell? That would be a disappointment. Yeah. But they, you know, but they air their stuff out there. They Dax, do. Dax and Kristen in a way where you'd be like, wow, you know what? They really gave it the old college try. Right. Right. That's exactly <laughs> it. I kind of would be sad if Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez broke up. Is that right? I I wouldn't be surprised. The hidden chemistry between those two can be found in their Donkeys Super Bowl commercial. I hated that commercial. I did. Whether or not you like the commercial or not, there was an interaction between Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck where I was like, that is some real chemistry. Really? That is some non-Hollywood chemistry okay. between those two. It's when she pulls up to the window yep. and she's giving him... Giving, there was just something there where I was like, oh, I get these two now. Really? She huh. was like, is this where you've been going? Yeah. Like that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. I don't know. I felt like that was just like a real moment. Okay. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> and I'm on like the total opposite end of the spectrum where I I expect them... To break up? To get divorced at some point. I do too. I mean, I hope that I they don't. I feel terrible but even I, saying that. I know. I, I but, but with her the, with her record, you know, she loves love. What? Yeah. Huh. But love. I don't know. I don't know fizzles. if she loves love. She <laughs> well, loves a lot of people. Yeah. Loves. She love, doesn't love the commitment aspect of love. I don't think. Love with a capital L. Sure. Love registered trademark. And Steve, it yes. takes two people to want to be married. I understand. So, Maybe not necessarily as always. It could have been it could uh-huh. have been the other people wanting out each time for sure. Yeah. All right. You're my best friend. I I have sort of a circle of friends who I'm close with. You do not. You've named <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean I do not? Is that so unbelievable that I could have multiple people? You've named one friend one time. 
Yeah, you maybe have like a... What do you have? Like a triangle of friends? <laughs> I have a rhombus. <laughs> the shape isn't even as hard as that. It's got to be more of like a blob of. I have like an orb of people I know. Ooh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't need me then. All right. Uh, when uh, we come back, if you see something, you should say something. Um. Okay. At first, I was questioning something Nicolas Cage said in an interview with Stephen Colbert, and now I'm starting to think. I kind of like this dude. <laughs> I actually <laughs> have a similar take. I w- w- read this. Okay. And then thought, I think I'd like to get coffee with him. I would as well. We'll tell you why when we come right back. Hey, guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Brian, who really want to remind us of the dangers of texting and driving. There are some uh, statistics out there that are quite alarming. And Mike Bryant tells me, for example, that approximately 3,000 people die each year from texting and driving along with other distracted driving behaviors. And Mike says, you know what? We need to make it a goal to put our phones down, take them out of our hands when we're operating motor vehicles. Because just two seconds of texting or answering a text and driving increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. That two seconds can end a life or change it dramatically. Um, If you're ever in an accident resulting in injury, remember, don't sign anything. Contact a great lawyer like Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant for an absolutely free meeting to assess your case. You can find Mike at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hi, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Holly Roberts with us as well. Holly, look outside the door. Outside your door. I think it's still there. What? There's a couple of little corgis out there. Oh. <laughs> did uh, did Matt Belanta bring his corgis in? Yeah, he did. Oh, man. Why? Why not? I didn't get that far. We were about to go back. I was about to crack the microphone, and he was like, hi. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, it, You're it, watching them at some point, right? In June, yeah. Hold on, I got to look at them. All right. Oh, there goes Holly. <laughs> There's I got to say, that, to that is a very cute breed of dog. For Sorry sure. to interrupt our program, but now they're coming into the oh, studio. Holly. They're a very pretty dog. They're, yeah, they're and like they're a... friendly and cute and sweet and cuddly. It's a good Are breed. Are they friendly? They are very friendly. Oh, very. Oh, yeah. They're very active. I don't, know, I don't know corgis. They're active. They're friendly. You got to keep them stimulated because otherwise they get a little bored. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which um, is probably Holly, why he has two. In your, did you have corgis in your family growing up, Holly? Uh, we have a corgi now. Jingo. You have a corgi right now? Jingo. 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 Lives with my folks. And when you take them huh. off the leash, do you say it's Jango Unchained? Oh, uh, no. Is it Jingo okay. or Django? Jango. It, so with a D spe- or a G, J. Like, like, like Django Reinhardt, the jazz musician. I don't know. I didn't name him. That's cute. Uh, yeah, like he's so cute. Oh, my God. We love love and we love dogs. I want to say one more thing. Okay. It's about dogs, Donna. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. My dog, who is currently laying behind me, Okay. is we have done such a poor job of maintaining his hair. He's a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. It can be a very long, shaggy dog, almost think like a sheep dog. And we have done such a poor job of keeping him brushed. 
he is so matted right now. We have really failed him. And he's going to go to the groomer oh. on May 14th. Mm -mm. And he is, and I'm fully prepared. He is going to come out looking like an x-ray of a dog. <laughs> yeah. They are going to have to cut him to yeah. the bone. But we have made up our mind that what we will do, and it's a simple solution, is we will book the next grooming appointment three or four months out. And if you just stay ahead of it just a little bit, the mat, it doesn't get long enough to mat. Everything stays good and the dog stays looking good. But we have really screwed up here as dog parents and uh, and his hair is just god awful. Thank you for your right. vulnerability. He's going to have to lose Thank some dignity there. It's all right. You get him a little jacket. Oh, cute. <laughs> he, I mean, you will not believe the before and after will be hysterical. They are gonna Remember they left his eyebrows? That was a groomer that we do not go to anymore. We changed groomers. They they shaved him bare and left his eyebrows so he looked like an adjunct professor. <laughs> <laughs> looked like Abe Pagoda. That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, Steve. All right, we forgive you. And I'm sure Rex you. forgives you as well. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Okay, so Nicolas Cage is promoting his new Dracula movie. What's it called? Remington? Renfield. Something? Oh, Renfield. <laughs> Renfield. <laughs> Remy. Okay. So he was on with um, Stephen Colbert, and Colbert did this bit where... He made like his staff came up with this AI generated list of basic questions. And one of the questions had to do with his Nicolas Cage's earliest memory. Listen to what he said. Yeah. <laughs> what is your earliest memory? Hmm. Wow, I don't remember. Uh, let me think. <laughs> I think I, I listen, I. I I know this sounds really far out, and I don't know if it's real or not, but sometimes I think I could go all the way back to uh, in utero and feeling like I could like see faces in the dark or something. I know that sounds powerfully abstract, but that somehow seems like maybe it happened. Did these faces in the dark, were other people in there with you, or were these things <laughs> that your, your, your uh, prenatal mind was conjuring? Now that I'm no longer in utero, I would have to imagine it was perhaps vocal um, vibrations resonating through uh, to, to me in that state. That's sure. going way back, so I don't, I, I don't know. But okay. that comes to mind. Right? No, I buy it. Uh, okay, at first I was like, okay, stoner, whatever. <laughs> but then the more I heard some other answers to questions that he um, had, like, for example, what happens when you die? And then he started talking about energy and how maybe you're no longer here but your energy goes on and whether it's a conscious energy or not like he was just saying these things and then i was sucked in and i'm like yeah man totally get what you're saying dude you and then you pass the joint right back to him <laughs> just you know symbolically uh, here's how look i only heard that brief excerpt of the 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 womb and in utero and all that and i just thought 
He seems like an interesting conversation. We always, when we talk about celebrities, we say, like, would you want to take him to coffee? Or would it just be miserable? Yeah. He seems like he'd be interesting. And I bet he'd return serve and yeah. ask you some questions as well. And it's, he seems like he would listen intently to yeah. your answer. And he seems like what's refreshing about Nicolas Cage is that he's, you're not getting the same answer that you would expect from most people. Let me just say this, too. Another thing that kind of makes me team Nick Cage on this answer. Okay, and I've got one, I too. maintain that I have a very vivid memory. Me, too. Of being, like, on an operating table. but when, And I had a hernia surgery when I was little. But when, when I asked my mom, I was, like, six weeks old or something. But, like, I remember mm-hmm. the mask. I remember this green tile in the operating room. Wow. And maybe it was just a very vivid dream. But it, it has imprinted like a memory. I have a memory from when I was in a crib. And we were all sleeping in my parents' room because it was the only room with an air conditioner in the house. And it was in the middle of summer. And I had a dream. And when I opened my eyes from the dream, there was a white, pillowy, ghost-like thing hovering above me. And then I talked about it the next day to my sisters, and they didn't believe me. Thank you. Love you, Nick Cage. Yeah, I was like we'll two. You, I was like two. We're all made of stars. Remember that. Bye. Uh, okay. Uh, I know. I want-